10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in. Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on The Zone Sports Network. Uh, we're still getting used to the uh, paid programming disclaimer there at the top. Uh, legalese, man. It is, it hey, it's nice, it though. It means I can say worse things, right? Apparently, uh, there's no rules <laughs> here It just opens it up hour, so man. we can say a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> so, welcome on in. I'm Austin Horton. He's Jeff Miller. Austin Facer producing for us today, who we call Bert around here so that there's no uh-huh. confusion between which Austin is. That makes sense because this is just a, just a quick end on that one. So, right now, you've met our service managers, right? So, we have Josh and Josh. Yes. Midtown and our service manager They're and our assistant service G. manager are Josh G. They're both Josh G's. <laughs> so, we just hired a new express manager, and his name's Josh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, we literally have three managers in our Midtown store named Josh. <laughs> In the service department. That, oh my gosh. How are you ever going to figure this I out? I don't know. We're like, the, it was so hard. It's like, oh man, I, like, I don't want to hire you because your name's Josh, but you're like the right guy for the job. <laughs> you have a, look, like, you, you. Are you willing to legally change your name? <laughs> 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 so we're going to call him by his last name. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just it. Like, yeah. Unfortunately for you, you're not ever going to get called by your first name. Hopefully I don't think we're even going to introduce you to people in your first name because we don't want them to accidentally call you by it. Yeah. Hopefully you know, a lot of my friends don't even know my first name. They just call me Facer. So. Facer, yeah. Uh, in fact, so uh, hopefully Josh's last name, hopefully he's not related to Dick Buttkiss. And you have to go yeah. around calling him his last name all the that time. That would be That's, bad. Yeah. Uh, but but at that point, we'd make something up. What I told uh, Bert's father about his nickname was, no, it's so that when I say something 10 to noon, your son doesn't get fired. That's it's, That's it's protecting you got a little more power the face of him. No, I, I don't. Uh, it's, but oh. I'm a little more loose of a cannon. I might say something, they'll fire the wrong Austin. I think we all know that. (laughs) Hence the disclaimer (laughs) at the top of the hour. All right, uh, excited to be back in the saddle, back in the studio here. A couple, uh, what are we at now, 11 days before Christmas? Yeah, 11 days and counting. officially 11 days to Christmas. Uh, 10 shopping days. Are you prepared? Yeah. Hmm. Look, the great news for the Horton household this year, Jeff, is that, well, first of all, the bad news is we're really poor because we just bought a new house. First world problem mm-hmm. of the of the yeah, top variety. Tell me about it. Uh, so my wife and I have decided that's our Christmas was getting a new house. That's what we did too. Like, for the next doing, yeah, thirty years, we're not doing presents for each other at all. Yeah, for no, the next yeah. for the more the life of the mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> thirty years. Uh, but it's a our, good break. Our baby, <laughs> it is our baby just turned one in August, and she's starting to you know she knows what Santa says, and she's learning to walk, and it's fun to see her. Uh, getting into the Christmas stuff, yep. but she does not realize what toy that, you know, Santa, of course, is going to bring her some new stuff, but what mom and dad give her is just going to be the stuff that she hasn't played with in a long, long yeah, time. She's going to pull it back. Ah, mm-hmm. look! I'm dead serious. She'll be like, yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, she won't care. She'll be more interested in the box. I love so. kids. It's the best time of year for that reason, the kids. That's that's what's, what just it's all about. Wait till they get a little older. Then it gets better, huh? Our daughter or made- worse. My daughter made us uh, colored pancakes this morning. Colored pancakes? Yeah, they were really good. Like too. multicolored? Yeah, like multicolored, like green ones, red ones, yellow ones, like food coloring. They're, they're, they're really good, though. Wow. 
She didn't paint them, you know. No, she used actual food coloring. Okay, yes. she's like they. Alaska's <laughs> my if Miles if, if, if like 30, 45 minutes into the show you see me just kind of daze off, please uh, call it call nine one one. If Miles made them, they may have been painted. Uh, he's he's not quite to the age about no, food coloring yet. No, he would have. I wouldn't have eaten those. He'd be like, "That's nice, Miles. I'm not hungry. Let me hang that on the fridge." <laughs> yes, no, I gotta I gotta go. I got a radio show to do. Hundreds of people are waiting for me. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Stuff. Uh, you can be part of the fun by calling 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, a comment, a story, share it with us. We'll enter your name into the drawing at the end of the show. And uh, we like to send you out to the movies during the holiday season. Definitely, yeah. We'll do movie tickets. Good four-pack of movie tickets, and we're one lucky winner. Perfect. So call in, share with us. Uh, you can call in and ask or talk about anything, literally. And we'll entertain it and love to hear from you. I did have a thought driving in, though. We usually have a car-themed kind of poll question or topic. Mm-hmm. But it's Christmas, man. We don't always have yeah, to stick to Christmas. Christmas. I'm good Christmas. Or stick to cars. So let's go. The thing that you are wanting the most and the thing, one thing you are giving away this holiday season. Now, you don't have to say who. And if you want to give Bert a fake name... Go ahead. He'll have to write down your real name, but so it can protect who, if someone's listening. So one thing you want this Christmas and one thing you're giving away this Christmas like or that. anything else that you want to talk about. Is that good? Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and answer. What one thing do you want this Christmas? World peace? No, like, I mean, it's cheesy. Like, I just want to, like, time hanging out with my kids and family. Like, uh, that's really all. I don't really need anything. Who are you? Alan Thick? I am. Are you are you Jason Seaver all of a sudden? Oh, those are good. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, peace oh. and quiet. <laughs> I, want, I, I want a jazz bench. A jazz bench? <laughs> I want a jazz. Oh. I want a Utah jazz team to have a bench that can actually apply basketball. Why did I picture like a bench of jazz with the music? name jazz on it? Yeah, no, I don't. I want that. like a jazz team that actually has a bench. Hey, they, they were, did fine the other night. They were minus seventeen. Well, I'm not talking about last night. Oh, okay. I'm talking about in Minnesota. Yeah. Last night was, oof. Yeah, let's, we need some help. Help, please. Help. Our starters are good. You know, there's some guys on the stars that I think. That's what they're saying. They're like, what if we just take the five guys on the bench and take the five <laughs> starters for the stars and we just switch them? I mean, they are, they are doing really well this season. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just do that? That might work. Terrell Brantley, Justin Wright Foreman, me. Give him a couple more weeks to put up box scores like last night. Jeff Green won't be seeing the court. Oof. He's got it's got to turn around at some point if the Jazz are going to reach their potential. Because here's here's the thing, Tony and I talked about yesterday, Jeff, is the starters I think are good enough where one of them can have an off night and the others can take care of business. Mm-hmm. But the bench comes in, and it doesn't matter what the starters have done. Unless, so it's, it's either the starters have always got to go to the bench up 20 and hope that the back bench can hold five. on. Yes. <laughs> but what they need from the bench is actually better defense because I don't think the bench is capable of keeping up offensively. They've oh. got to be tougher on the defense. That's the sad thing. I mean, you see Jeff Green, you see Ed Davis, and they're, just, they're not what they've been. And not what was advertised. I'll give Davis a little bit of a pass because of the fracture. Light, yeah, no, he's just—he's getting rebound. Like he's supposed to be one of the best rebounds in the league, and this guy's making him look like a fool. Yeah, he's got to figure some stuff no, out. No. Uh, There's everyone, a lot of time. There's everyone time. to I mean, a man does. I'm not yeah. pulling the emergency cord yet, but like it's—they got time. 
they're, it's early in the season still. They're only, what, 25 games in the year? Something like that? 30, 26 games? Yeah, and over the next 20, well, as and of And we yesterday. always start bad. Yeah, that's annoying, though. It is annoying, but we always finish really good. So uh, we've started a lot better than we ever have. True. Quinn. True. And it's with eight new guys totally. on the roster, I think, is eight. But and, we, and we don't even have our starting point guard, which right. is usually pretty important. That'll that'll help a team. Oh, you gotta love Jingle and Joe. He's great. He's doing really <laughs> well right now, uh, and I think that the bench experiment may be. It's because it's over. Christmas time, and he's Jingle and Joe. Wonder if he likes that nickname. I can't imagine he does. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't care for slow mo Joe, but that's what he gets called all the time anyway. But anyway, I like headband Joe, but he hated that one too. I guess just Joe. Joe. He's just a grumpy old uncle, isn't he? He is. Really <laughs> He's going <laughs> Uncle Joe. <laughs> He's really... I like the Splash Uncles. The Splash Uncles, okay. Which is Joe and, Bo- and, Bo- and Bogey. <laughs> well, it, but Jeff Green's Twitter name is Uncle Jeff or Uncle Green or yeah, something. Yeah, but he's got to make shots you know, in order for, to splash. join the Splash Uncles. <laughs> I see, yeah. Sploosh. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. All right, uh, so you can call in, talk about jazz if you want, talk about Weber State football. Oh. The only college football team worth a dang in this state. Really? Really. Yes, really. Okay. What a choke they lost by the Utes. Still, like, they still had a great season. It was theirs for the taking. It was. But they and had a great they season. choked. Had a bad game. It and, happens. And they're second place in the state. Weaver State's first. Congrats. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, really. Really. Oh, man. I'm still not over it. I'm still yeah. mad. I'm still mad. I'm going to say Weaver wouldn't beat Utah. <laughs> well, they played, and they, they lost. They didn't Remember, beat they Utah. Didn't, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. But but they, uh, they, they're, they're good. They are good. And they're, they're playing, playing in meaningful they, games. And they're playing in the Final Four. It's awesome. You hear what I told Utah fans about the bowl game? Mm-mm. They ought to forego San Antonio and go to Hawaii on Christmas Eve. To boo BYU. Have a better trip and boo against BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer against BYU. Just have like a th- 10,000 people in the BYU section booing them. Because, you know, that Oregon loss was BYU's best win this season. Yeah. Utah losing to Oregon was BYU's best win this season. Probably argue that. So Utah, they fell to the Alamo Bowl. If you're going to spend thousands of bucks this Christmas, go to Hawaii, enjoy the beach, and then check out the Hawaii Bowl and cheer against BYU. If I'm Utah fan, that's what I do. Okay. Still the best bowl they've been in in a decade. The Alamo Bowl? Better than the Emerald Bowl? Yeah. Hmm. Better than the Holiday Bowl? Better than- I think the Holiday Bowl's better. Maybe a better... It's San Diego. Yeah, but it's not a better... Prestige, prestige Bowl. Eh. What's the payout? I don't know. That's what. That's really how we should uh, judge these things. How, how much do the players get? Yeah. <laughs> oh, enough, Jeff. According according to Jake Scott, the players get enough. So get a scholarship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, let's get going. Let, you know how what? about discontinued cars? Should we talk about that? So end of the year. Discontinued. Yeah. Cars, so the cars that cars are going that are away. Going away. Yeah. What do you got? 2019. So got a little auto blog article talking about it. Okay. So Audi, the Audi TT. Really? You know, a little, little cute Audi TT and the A3 Cabriolet. They're both gone after The this Cabriolet? Year. Yeah. The yeah. A3 one, a little drop-top one. My friend had a Cabriolet in college. It was old. BMW, the Gran Turismo series, the 3 Series and the 6 Series, they're both going away. What will they do with the video games? I don't know. Well. I'm sure they'll still be in the video games. Should be okay there. <laughs> this is going to be really sad for you. But the Buick LaCrosse is gone. 
That is very sad. Because Buick's going away from sedans. You're not going to get any more sedans. That's so right. No more Cascada and no more LaCrosse. Ah, see, my, my grandpa always drove a LeSabre and actually passed two of them down to me and my siblings, but not a LaCrosse. But still, it's sad to see Buick going away from sedans. Yeah, Cadillac, the CTS, and the ATS, and the XTS are all gone. Mm. Cadillac's hurting right now. Yeah, they've got to be placed with the CT4, CT5, and CT6. They have really bad naming people. Well, in fact, they're going back to real names next year. They should. Yeah. Cadillac announced that they're going to choose names, not letters. Yeah, the letter thing's weird. It's dumb. No one wants a 4BX. <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made that out. There's no such thing as a 4BX. But, but everyone wants an STI. But that sounds cool. <laughs> it does sound cool. It has cool. no number in it. <laughs> no number, It's like yeah. an ST4. The, the, the 437. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or WRX. WRX does sound... That, that, that sounds, sounds cool, really right? cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. Works. Okay. Chevy. Again, more sedans going away. The uh, Chevy Cruze. Good. Chevy Volt. Good. It got replaced with a Bolt, which is the weirdest name yeah, ever. Terrible. Impala. Oh. And then the Malibu hybrids going away as well. I think the Impala will come back in a different form you're and shape. G- you're going to be sad about this one. The Fiat 500 hatchback convertible and electric are leaving the U.S. market. The car I never knew I wanted. Didn't want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 it's leaving the U.S. market. Yep. You Ford, can still see it in no Italy. More f- the Ford Taurus. Last year, the Ford Taurus. Oh, that's production too bad. End. The Fiesta. No more Ford Fiestas. That's awful. No more party time at Ford factories. <laughs> and the Ford Flex is going away. That was a weird-looking car. Flexes. That was that one with a weird big front end that had, like, flex written across it. Yeah. yeah it was Hans Olsen used to drive around a really Ford Flex. Boxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really a boxy. Looks, it literally looks like a miniaturized uh, school bus. Yeah. With flex on it. Yeah. Hyundai, the Hyundai Santa Fe XL. What? This XL, the big oh, one. Oh, okay. Because right, they have right. the Palisade now. Yeah. Okay. They actually had the extended Santa Fe. Right. So okay. they got rid of that because the Palisade's doing really well. So is the Santa Fe, mm-hmm. but not yeah, the Hyundai's doing really well. Uh, Infinity, the QX30, Infinity, and the Q70, both mm. gone in the Infinity world. Jaguar XJ, classics. Jaguars. I've never been a huge Jaguar fan. Your guy, uh, Roger, or not Roger, uh, George owns a Jaguar. Yeah, George loves Jaguars. Why, George? Weird. George, you're weird. He's a little weird. <laughs> the Lincoln MKC is being replaced by the Corsair. They're bringing the Corsair back. I kind of like the MKC better. I did like the yeah. MKC. Yeah. Nissan's getting the 370Z Roadsters gone. I, you know, there that was, was a that was a nice looking car. Yeah, there was a time the convertible that on that car. I really, really like great those, looking car. Those Nissan Zs, but you know, it's not, it's a dying breed there. And the uh, Rogue Hybrids going away. So they're going backwards off the hybrid game in the I rogue world. I heard that. What, what do you think that's all about? Why are they doing that? Uh, probably just not selling it. I mean, that's the hard thing is that gas prices still haven't climbed to the point where it's getting scary. It's getting closer now, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But, yeah, I just don't think those hybrids are really selling. Hmm. They get great gas mileage compared. It's kind of like what happened with Subaru when Subaru made the cost check hybrid. It was like, okay, instead of getting 32 miles a gallon, I'm going to get 36 miles a gallon. Hmm. It's like, not really worth the three or four grand extra to pay for it. And so that's why Subaru dropped it and decided to move to the plug-in world. Yeah, yeah. Because it just didn't make sense. And the smart car, the 4.2. I didn't even know they still made those. Do they have any other car? I don't think smart still does. So that's it for them then? 
Autoblog's most recent review on the smart car was actually titled The Saddest Way to Spend $25,000. That's pretty funny. The saddest way to spend $25,000. That's literally the last article that Autoblog wrote. You have more fun putting it all on red at the casino and missing than spending it on a smart car. Yeah, so the entry level Prius C is getting back. Really? It's okay. going away too. So it's oh, going, it's going back away. to the Prius 5. So okay. it just takes away from yeah. that Prius line being so long. And then I think the last one is Volkswagen, the Beetle. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah, one. We talked about away. that a little bit. The Beetle and the Golf Sport Wagon and the Golf Alltrack. So other than that, that's what we're losing. So we're not losing any Subarus. No, of course. We only have like six. Yeah. But you don't. Watch. And by yeah. the way, that's actually annoys me when companies have 72 different makes and models it's confusing yeah it makes the sales manager job really hard oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then each one of those has an ex an xl and an lx and a tr oh and gosh, a, it's so know. funny because like because as a sales manager you have like most most of the places now have software to like figure out model mix and stocking and what i need and all this kind of thing and because they're so much so complicated in most of these environments, like, and they come in and they pitch us as a Subaru dealer, like, you want this? I'm like, no, <laughs> we got like six cars. It's, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. We don't have any inventory out there, so we just say yes to everything. So, like, we don't really need any management <laughs> software. <laughs> just That's please, funny. please send us whatever you will give us. I'll take anything: mate. yellow, green, blue, red, fluorescent pink, whatever. Just send it to us. We'll sell it. We'll figure out how to within sell it. 26 days, even. Yeah, right. what, what are you guys down to now? Day supply. We're up a little bit. I think we're up at 35 or 40 oh, now. Uh, that's good. It's better. I mean, it's, it's good for this time of year because we got a lot of cars to sell, especially with shared love going on right now. So, leads into hopefully what's going to be a really big month. Right now is generally a really slow time. This next week in car sales. So, if you're actually looking to go into a, a retail store, or a dealership, like that, to buy a car week before Christmas, it's a pretty good time. It's, it's just most stores are pretty slow on traffic. You'll be able to get a lot of attention and. It's a good time to go in. Is it, it's, is it the obvious that people are wanting to spend their money on holiday things and wait to buy their car in January? In after, the day after Christmas. Okay. So the way the, the way, it's really weird, but the way the car market works generally is that the week before Christmas, people aren't buying cars. You get the occasional people who are literally buying cars as a Christmas present, but that's not that often you see that. It's not reality either. But when it's generally that week before Christmas is always a super slow week, and then the week after Christmas is mayhem bananas huh yeah because what happens is in the, in the car world the two things that you want for big business that's why saturdays are so big is availability people who are off work not working a lot of people don't work between christmas and new year's yeah a lot of people have those that week off and a lot of people get cash for christmas so a lot of people have money so it's money and availability leads to a lot of car sales good down payment yeah people time have to down go into the money store and they go in year-end stuff people do it for tax reasons there's so many different things that come together that last week of the year that, yeah i mean we'll sell some pretty much double an average week oh good yeah so it's it'll, it'll it's nice that we actually have inventory to do it and you you walked into the uh the uh topic of share the love there mm-hmm. and the day after christmas is you know it's through what january 2nd through january 2nd so the day so, after new year's and you can so if you are in the market for a car you can not only get something for you and your family that'll help your lives out, but help the lives of someone else too. Yep. So with um, Share the Love, what we do is every car we sell, new new car at each one of our Subaru stores is going to give a three hundred dollar donation to a nonprofit. So there's six of them out there. We pick two local ones of our six, and so we try and push everyone to the local ones to keep the money inside the community. But it's uh, Malinois Foundation and the Sharing Place. So two incredible organizations that 
do a lot of good in this community and we're hoping to raise a lot of money for him. Mike, uh, Roger and George were telling me about uh, Mike Aguilar's idea of the coin. Yeah. What, what's that all about? So the coin, so there's two parts to it. One of them is the invitation back to our Return the Love event, which the Return Love event is that anyone who buys a car for, from us during this period, we're going to invite you back in March, and you have, to, you have to show up, have to be present to win, and when we give away the checks back to the charity, so you can see the money that we actually that you donated to get back to the charities. At the same time, we're going to draw one winner from the people who show up to win three years of payments of $300 a month. So that's $10,800 that will write you a check back during that time. So it's called Return to Love. And then they get to take the other coin they get when they buy the car and pick which one of the charities they want and put their coin in the box so they can see how much they've been, how much has been given. Is it so far the local charities winning? Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, our, we're hoping that, that to give over sixty grand to each of those local charities. Wow, Jeff. That's the hope. That's the goal. How many Malinois will that mean for so somebody? So, from the Malinois Foundation, which does support animals, uh, they're about $20,000 a piece. So, wow. we figure that's going to be three animals going to PTSD veterans. And then the other one is Sharing Place. It's about $1,000 a year to support, a, to support one child going through that program. So, it'll support 60 kids going through the Malinois Grief Program. So. Oh, the, the Share the Love event, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Sharing Place. Our sharing Place, yeah. yeah. The Sharing Place Grief Program, which they provide, for those listeners who don't know, they provide grief services for children who've lost a parent, lost a loved one, and are going through that. And with the crazy number on that, it's 1 in 16. One in sixteen kids loses a parent before they're eighteen. Lose a parent or a loved one, a close, direct loved one before they're eighteen. Is this for anyone that's under the age of eighteen? Can go to the sharing place, or is there a lower number on that? Um, Do you know? I think it's under eighteen. But okay. Unfortunately, there's a waiting list. Oh, I bet there is. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do: is get them money so they can find more places that they can have meetings and openings and more staff. And Maybe they'll use the sixty thousand to hire another therapist yeah, and see totally. that many more kids. But still. Uh, and I remember the the veteran that was gifted the Malinois last year. She said it literally saved her life. It does. Because, I mean, a lot, a lot of these veterans, they, they can't go outside. They can't leave their house. They're sitting at home all day long doing nothing because they can't. And so what this does is it gives them a lease on life where they can be out in the world again and enjoy life and live. That's amazing. So at least three of those veterans that we need to care more for are going to be helped out in that way and 60-plus children at the sharing place so if you're in the market for a car or if you're even entertaining the idea head into mark miller subaru uh help out uh yourselves and the the community at the same time now if you if you don't want to if you're not in the market for a car there's other things you can do also that would donate to charity which i i participate in this i don't drink but i've got friends co-workers family mm-hmm. that do and every year one of my favorite things to gift to people is uh, Suba Blue's cider. Yeah, Suba Blue cider. Yeah, so if you go to Mountain uh, West, the distillery, it's over uh, just past West High, um, they, just down the street from where we are right now. They, uh, will, they, they will sell it to you, and every bottle you buy from them right there, they will donate some to our Share to Love partners. It's the Super Blue Cider. And there's about five or six restaurants out there that have it as well. Yeah, I, and the first year you guys did this, there was like two places you could get it. Mm-hmm. Now we're up to five or six. Yep, five or six of them. Next year will be 20 to 30. Yeah, we, we tried <laughs> We tried really hard to get it in the arena, and we couldn't pull it off. But we're ho- hopefully we'll be able to pull that off next year. I think you know a few people. I know one or two, but it's hard. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's tough. I think it's yeah. still more the DABC you're fighting with. Oh, that makes complete sense. They're not easy to deal with. You ever hear about my brother's business that had to deal with the DABC? No. He owns a karaoke bar. Oh, is that the one that was doing axe throwing? No. Well, that was the axe thrower's 
were able to have alcohol. And the karaoke bar wasn't. Yes, because it didn't have a pool table in it. Oh, God. So you could drink and throw axes at each other, but you could not drink and sing into a microphone. That would be chaos. It's a crime. And he had to bow down to the man and get a pool table. <laughs> but anyway, made national news, but it's the DABC. What yeah, a joke. Totally. All right, uh, so share the love event. Now through January 2nd, go ahead and participate and uh, something else I want to talk to you later in the show about is the uh, the boots that are yeah, on display we'll, in yeah, we'll Southtown. We'll that up later for sure. It's Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. He's Mark, or he's Jeff Miller. Wow. Excuse me. Got promoted. <laughs> he's Jeff Miller. <laughs> I'm not Mark Miller either. I'm Austin Horton. And uh, Bert, Austin Facer, is behind the glass. 855-340-ZONE. Win some movie passes by sharing with us today. We'll be right back here on Utah Car Sense. Welcome back, Utah Carsons, presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller. Taking your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. What are you asking for this Christmas, and what is one thing you're giving away? 855-340-ZONE. Love to hear from you and uh, get you a chance to win some movie passes. Uh, Real quick, uh, my favorite day of the college football season is here today, Jeff. The Army-Navy game. Just an incredible. It is fun. I mean, it's not the best football. I understand that, but so, it's not really about that, right? Are Army Navy good enough to play in a bowl? Uh, yeah. So what if they like? So like, just say, and they're never going to be that good. But say they were good enough to get like the national championship picture. Like, what would happen? What? Do, what? They would play. So they would like they could be in the top champion. They just have like a random game. Then it's like, oh, because they still have the Army they Navy still have the game. game after they do the selection, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what they lost? Then they'd have like another loss, and they'd still get to play in the semifinal game. Well, I'd, I've, so I think Navy's in a conference, aren't they? And Army's independent, but I could be I could be wrong. But know. the they would if they're good enough in to get in. Yeah, I just and then thought, they have. I, I just always thought that was weird that there's like one game after they do all the selections. And I hadn't thought of that. Right. So th- then would they take them out? Be like, oh, sorry, yep, you're, you're lost. Bring Here comes Utah. the two-loss SEC team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, the playoff committee's dirty anyway. Let's be real. And by dirty, I mean they're business people. Utah would have gotten in if they won, though. They're, they're looking at money, not football. If Utah won? If Utah would have won, they would have gotten in. I don't think. I don't they think so. They would have nope. got in. I don't think so. Oklahoma won a squeaker? and uh, It's Oklahoma. No, they would have gotten in over Oklahoma. We'll see. Or we won't we, see. We won't ever see. I was going to say. <laughs> they choked. Do you have a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Army-Navy game today uh, well, is a must-watch. we can tell time watch. not to go for it on fourth and one. <laughs> it's an absolute. Three times. Absolutely. <laughs> Punt it deep. Let the they defense did, do it. They did things in that game they hadn't done all year. <sighs> it's a weird time to change up strategies and, and yeah. personnel. And But, hey, uh, it leads us, the Army-Navy game leads us into the boot display that you have going on at Southtown. Uh, which is just so touching and uh, sacred, honestly. It makes your store there almost sacred ground to go visit these days. It's really neat to walk in. I mean, I, I get to walk in there a few times a week, obviously, when I'm working down there, and it's it's really just a humbling experience to walk in that showroom floor. So for those who don't know, we've, we've done something with an organization called Operation Hero, Operation Fallen Hero. And this lady named Antoinette, she had her husband passed away in 2013 in Qatar in line of duty and she wanted to honor him and by she decided to do it by honoring everyone 
And what she did is she put together, she got boots donated from soldiers all around the country and has one boot that represents every soldier of any service that has fought, that has passed away in the line of duty since 9-11. Hmm. Here from this state? From Utah. Yeah. Of Utah soldiers. So right now we're fortunate enough that she allowed us to display it for her. It's only been displayed once before. It was displayed in Ogden, I believe, hmm. during Memorial Day. And so they did, they packed it all back up, and now they have it again. And it's now on display at our Southtown store through the end of Shared Love, so through January 2nd. So we have special parking spots for people who want to just come see the exhibit. And we've had, we've had quite a few veterans and people come in just wanting to see the sacrifice. And they've got little flags and what service they're in, and there's a little tag on each one of them telling their story. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I mean, you can spend hours there. To, to just stop in and pay your respects, you don't have to be there to – buy a car or check out a car i think it's a great thing you guys are doing there. and it's funny and actually when we did the introduction on it um we did it during our vip event a few weeks ago and one of the a lot of the families came so we invited the families to come to our vip event so we had wow. probably 20 or 30 people there that were family members of these soldiers and one of them who knew our controller really well our cfo has been with us for 25 years she, she knew them really well and they came in and we found out that not only did the mom of the soldier work for us at one point as a, in our office for work for Janine, and that's how she knew her, but the soldier actually did. Really? So the soldier worked as a, was a lot tech at our Toyota store back in the day. His name was Cody Hendrickson. Wow. And so yeah, so actually one of the one of the boots there actually was one of our former employees. Wow, that's that's special. That's mm-hmm. that's. That's amazing. So go to the Southtown store. Uh, you can stop in just, just to see that, and I would rec- highly recommend it, especially this time of year. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about – you were mentioning – I actually – what's interesting, too, is I actually got a phone call on that exhibit because we didn't send it to him, but he saw it through Facebook with the great fire thing. Uh, Tom Dahl actually called me personally. Oh, he did? Uh, actually, over the boot display? Yeah, I actually got a phone call personally from the president of Subaru calling us just telling us how incredible what, what we've done once. Well, that, that's, that's pretty that's cool. Great. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's really that, good. That getting noticed on the national scene is pretty neat. Uh, do you know, is there ways people can help out with Operation Fallen Hero? Yeah, so it's a 501c3. So it, they, when we're there, you can actually get their information if you want to make donations to them, help them point out. They actually take volunteers as well. So when they take down, set up the exhibit, they need volunteers to help them set it up, get it in the right way. So they'll, they absolutely will take volunteers. There have been people that they do, when they do the first launch on it, we actually had guards. So there's a group that's a motorcycle group that when there's fallen soldiers, they actually go or fallen police officers or anything, they actually help help guide the motorcade. You've seen that during a lot of the police yeah. funerals. It's a bit of an escort. Yeah, they were actually there. there at our VIP event guarding the door. Wow. So it's, it's really just a really, really sombering, amazing thing. Yeah, special. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier about cars that are being discontinued, and a lot of them, if not all of them, were sedan there was a wagon or two, like the golf, but, but mostly sedans. And there's a, a little blurb here on Jalopnik talking about uh, how happy Hyundai is that Ford and GM are uh, getting out of the sedan game. And so here's what uh, Aaron Gordon wrote this. His, it's his opinion on this. He says, I increasingly believe we're going to look back on Ford and Chevy's decision to abandon cars as one of the most misguided, short-sighted mistakes of the decade in this industry. I thought this before I had any real justification for it, but now there's data from the Detroit News. Some 42% of Ford Focus and Chevy Cruze compact car owners have stayed in the compact car segment, 
with a significant percentage buying, of course, competitors' vehicles, according to an industry study by Edmonds. Uh, There are 6.5 million car owners who do not have a successor sedan for them from their manufacturer, says Hyundai. 44% of that 6.5 million say they want a sedan. So if you look at the raw numbers, there are still a lot of buyers out there. That's from Mike O'Brien, Vice President of Product Planning for Hyundai. Uh, Edmonds analyst Jessica Caldwell says, though, that it's backwards, the thinking here. She says Ford and GM made a strategic decision to prioritize profit at the expense of market share. While this may set them up better in the long run, so they have the cash they need to fund electrification and autonomy, there's no question this decision is giving their competitors an edge right now. So she's essentially saying, Jeff, it's going to hurt now, but in the long run, pay dividends. Which, which side of the camp do you think you're on? You're in on, on the that sedan one. world? Yeah. I mean, I think it's dropped enough over the last few years that I think it's going to stabilize. I don't think you're going to keep going away to the point where it's gone. I think people still like sedans. They still like the good old-fashioned American car, mm. right? I don't think it's going to be the, – the reason it's gotten worse is the fact that you can buy a crossover and you can buy a compact SUV that gets the same gas mileage and has more utility. That's where people look at it, right? And, and comparable in price. Yeah. yeah, right? So the idea is if I could go get a legacy sedan or I could get a Crosstrek and they're the same price, but I have a trunk in the Crosstrek and I don't in the sedan and they get the same gas mileage and everything – it's more about looks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But the utility's better in the sedan. That's in the wagon. In the wagon, the utility part, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, the cars like, I mean, your your sedan, the, the Legacy, has made strives and improvements in cargo space. Absolutely. Those and the seats lay down. And almost more, as much cargo space as a Crosstrek. It's almost right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it totally is. It just you see it as a sedan, you go, it must not have as much space. Well, most people don't realize in the trunk, it, you've got a lot more security on your cargo. Because it can't fly around can't and hit fly you. around, and also it can't see through the windows and see what's in it. It's harder to break into it. There's lots of different things. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Hyundai apparently is really excited. They're, uh, that's why they're still cranking out the sedans that they have. And they're, they've real Hyundai. Let's be honest. Hyundai has come a long Hyundai's way. Hyundai's come a long, long way. They've yeah. done. They're, it's a great brand for sure. Oh my gosh! You had it on Jalopnik. Did you see that? There's an article on Jalopnik talking about electric vehicles should come with electric dinghies. <laughs> electric what? <laughs> so like a boat, right? Oh. So like if you have a boat out there, you've got your dinghy, right? Okay. So Gordon ding- Monson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the dinghy's out there is like the, that's like your smaller boat. I'm not a boat guy. I don't think I've been on a boat like five <laughs> times in my life. But a boat's got a smaller boat that looks like that gets you to shore. That's your dinghy. So the idea is an electric car. In case you run out of gas, you got your like little mini motorcycle that you put in the trunk. <laughs> that's your dinghy electric motorcycle. I see. And it's actually starting to think Audi. Announced this was back in August. There's an article on this that they were going to build an e-tron scooter and have a so they had like a, so they had to add an e-tron and they had like a little e-tron scooter that would fold up and have a charging station in the trunk of the car. Wow! So you park your car, pull your scooter out, and go to wherever you're going. Wow! Okay. That's actually really smart. That's not bad. I idea. actually really like that idea. It probably folds away nicely. Yeah, it folds away. There's probably a little place you can pull it up and put it in this little charging stock, close it back up. But imagine parking. You park if you have to go to work and you park like a mile away from where you're like, working, like we do here. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just go park your car, pull out your little scooter, drive it to the front door, lock your scooter to a wall, get back out, and do the same thing back. There, I'm not kidding. You see employees here all the time. Renting those little scooters yeah. from our parking lot to get to the. Yeah, well, why not just hold one in your trunk? That's great. It's a wonderful right? idea. I think this is. I think they're onto something. It probably like this charges one. while you're driving. Yeah, absolutely. Off the yeah, I think yeah. there's a charging station inside the car that charges it. Hmm. 
they might be onto something there. I really, I hadn't seen this idea today, and I really like that idea. Uh, I, I know someone who recently just went and bought one of those electric scooters at like an auction. They, because are they, they are a last miler, they they take uh, front runner, but they needed that last mile. Yeah, are they expensive? Uh, yeah, brand new. I think they're like five hundred bucks. But he got it for one thirty. It was used. It's at like an one of those like lime scooter things you yep. see out there. It's about mm-hmm. five hundred bucks. I think so. We'll have to we have to fact check that. But it's not. I'm sure it's not inexpensive. No. So uh, that's a great idea. I don't know that every electric car should come with. A little uh, I don't dinghy think it scooter, needs a dinghy, and the dinghy that they had in the article is pretty hilarious. I, I, yeah, it's it looks like a <laughs> it looks like a generator with a wheel on the front of it. It's a mo- moto compo <laughs> doesn't even have a seat. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look safe. You have to like attach the handlebars yourself every time. And yeah, they were laughing because of, and we don't think we've even talked. Have we talked about the Tesla truck? You and I uh, were on the air together the day after the failed. Window. Oh yeah, we experiment. About the window. Yeah, so we did talk about the broken window. But there's been so, which by the way was the best video of the decade, was him saying, "Watch, we won't shatter this window," and then they shattered the window. That was <laughs> terrific. But anyway, there's been all kinds of stuff that came out. The interesting that. one too from is they're talking from a classification standpoint, which changes a lot as far as safety restrictions stuff like that. It's not going to be classified as a light duty truck. What's it going to be classified? Medium. As? Ooh, that's insurance raising too. Yeah, it's it gets a little ugly on that thing, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when we actually see it. I wanna I want someone who buys one to admit that they bought one. Like I, I wanna meet you. I wanna I wanna get to know you and understand why you would want such a horrifically looking vehicle. That's really my, my number one complaint on it, Jeff, is it's bad. The design of it is terrible. It's just ugly. It looks like the Halo truck in the it video game. It does look game. like Halo. Yeah. It's like if you feel like you want A warthog or whatever it's called. It's terrible. Uh, speaking of Tesla, now that the federal EV tax credits are expiring, they've updated their Model 3 pricing once again. How much is that? Well, uh, remember, you're supposed to be able to get it for $39,000 at one point, or $30,000. So heading to the configurator shows prices for the Tesla Model 3 Standard Range Plus is going up five hundred dollars to thirty nine nine ninety. The cheapest all wheel drive Model Three is still the long range model with its dual motor all wheel drive system. Its price has also gone up five hundred dollars, totaling forty eight nine ninety. And then the Model Three Performance is staying at fifty six nine ninety. Now that any tax credit you may receive isn't reflected in the price, you pay full price, then get the money back on your next tax return. So of course all these. Uh, these were depreciating tax credits mm-hmm. based on numbers sold. Now they're 100% gone, right? And now they're all out. Yep. You will not get a tax credit. Yeah, I'm going to get my ta- I get my tax credit next year. On your uh, hybrid? On my hybrid, yeah. 4300 bucks, something like that. Wow. That's worth it. It's totally awesome. That's a decision maker right there. Yeah, right? $4,300 tax credit. Yeah, 4503 4503 4503 4503 is the tax credit on a Crosstrek hybrid. Which... <laughs> That's that's like the best kind of rebater incentive you can have because it's not taking the value off your car. Like when, when yep. you hear about $15,000 off, that's decreasing the value of your car. This is a tax credit. Yeah, and the hard thing is, I mean, they're not, there's none of them on the used car market, so it shouldn't hurt the used car value at all. Right. I don't know. Well, there's no used ones. We don't even know. The interesting thing is if you actually are interested in a cross-track hybrid, we actually have one or two on the lot today. To sell. 
to sell and drive. So if you are interested at all, a Crosstrek hybrid out there, we have one or two. They might have already been, they were there last night. <laughs> I can tell you that much. But we had two of them parked on lot as of last night. A South gray, or a gray, Midtown? Midtown. A gray mm-hmm. one and a white one. Ooh. So if you are interested in a Crosstrek hybrid, you, I'd call down to the Midtown store, see if it's still there. And who knows? I mean, it, it is available for sale. It was as of yesterday. What kind of mileage are you getting right now on your Crosstrek hybrid? I'm um, pulling in today. I was sitting at 68. 68 miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. That is stupid. That's yeah. ridiculous. At 68. I'm getting about seven or eight hundred miles a tank. <laughs> eight hundred probably a tank. It's a thirteen gallon tank. Oh my god! I never got it down to being out of gas, but. And li- like we mentioned earlier in the show. Gas prices aren't egregious right now. They're it's weird. Like since, especially since I've been back living in the, because I've been back in the city for the last month and a half. I was living in Park City, and so at that point I was, I was still getting good gas. I was still getting 40, 50 miles a gallon going up and down Parleys. Wow! But since then, like I feel like I never go to a gas station ever, ever. Like once a month. Does your car miss the gas station? It does. I think I feel <laughs> sad. Like it's really nice. When do you to... when do you wipe the windows off? <laughs> like it's generally it's so few times. It's usually occasionally I'll have since they're doing test drives on my car still quite a bit. Like when they, I usually always have them fill it up at the store. Huh. And so like generally like maybe once a month they wash it and fill it up with gas. And I don't know if I've been to a gas station since I've been back here just because they just have done it while I've been at the store doing test drives. But even then, you even then they've maybe done it once a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like every time I look down at it, it's got a full tank of gas because huh. it never goes down. I mean, for it to go from a full to a quarter off is like 250 miles. Stop it. You're making miles. me mad. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Because <laughs> I thought, and it is, my, my cross track gets 30 to 36 miles per gallon, but 68 is what you're at right now with the hybrid? 68 is what it said when I got out of the car Double. parked in right there. It That's was 68 cr- miles a gallon. That is crazy. And it is a, it is a sweet, smooth ride. And it's a great-looking car. It like, is That's great the looking. thing is it's actually – that's always been the knock-on hybrids is that they try to make them look ugly so people know what they are, but not this one. No, it looks just like your regular Crosstrek. Yeah. I mean, gas prices come down a little bit. No, not really. 282 as of today in Utah. So we're National not- average is 260. So we're twenty cents over the national average. Twenty two cents over the national average as of today. Which still makes that's Utah. Let's no what, sense. Let's to see me. what Salt Lake says. But Salt, Lake. uh, Salt Lake's more than Utah or lower? You mean the average price of yeah. Utah? Uh, I think it's more. Lower. Why is that? It's always lower. Why? More competition. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought more more people, higher demand, higher price, but and more competition, more gas stations. True. There's right. one on the, there's two on every corner. Yeah, yeah, 275 in Salt Lake, 282 in Utah. Hmm. Well, uh, what are do you have any concerns about the gas prices going up here in the near future? Well, I'll tell you one thing: they're going up no matter what because the legislator just passed the new tax new tax increase on gas last night, two nights ago. Thursday, yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. night, right? Yeah, so that part of that was a gas tax. What, I think, how much was the gas tax in that? Oh. Let me look, 13, look cent, 13 more cents? cents? It's over 10 cents. I know that. 12 more cents? Yeah. Well, let's check that out because- yeah, I'll look it up right now. I did want to bring that up today because while that is not entirely uh, about transportation, there is that gas hike that it, that's going into that. So I thought we should talk about that and at least bre- broach that subject too today because this is you're going to be paying more at the pump. Now, there's some reports that say you're going to be paying 30 times more. There's some reports saying you're going to pay, or 30% more. There's some saying you're going to pay 3% more. It depends on who you're believing, what side you're taking. The legislators are telling us it's 3% on every $100, so $3. 
the others are saying 30% on every $100. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out. While we, find, while we uh, look up those numbers we there, We've got Jeff, a caller. We've got our first caller of the day, 855-340-ZONE. Call in, share any question, comment, or story with us that you have, and uh, you'll be entered to win a four-pack of movie passes. And Thomas, you're up first. How are you? Good morning. Good. Hey, guys. How are you today? Thanks for calling in. You want to talk gas prices? Yeah. So I, I wanted to share a, a weird story. So I was gassing up yesterday, and I was uh, on my way home from work, and I stopped at Costco, and I had to do a triple take because when I looked at the price of gas at Costco, I was really confused. It's two dollars and thirty cents a gallon. Two thirty. Yeah, which is about forty-five to fifty cents lower than everywhere else in the state. I don't know. I one of the things that's always confused me is that when they switch over to the winter blend, gas always goes up, and yeah. then for some reason, Costco's fifty cents lower than everywhere else right now. It's the weirdest thing. Wow. Yeah, that's honestly the every time my family and I we go to Costco. And it's just my wife and I and then our one-year-old. We we end up throwing away so much food a month and a half later that we never ate. But the one thing I keep my Costco card for is the gas. It's it's unbeatable. Yeah. You can't beat that yeah. that kind of price. Two thirty a gallon, and uh, the, yeah, that, the, the state and average is two seventy and four percent back. Yeah, every Costco. time you yeah. fill up there. Okay, so, which I, uh, I, which Costco was that, Tom? So that was in South Jordan, but the one in Sandy is at 229. Wow! And it looks like uh, there's a couple of gas buddy apps you can use to find the cheapest price. Everywhere close to me in Harriman is 280. Jeez, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Well, thanks for uh, letting yeah. us know. Costco for the yeah, win sure. every time. Go thanks, out Thomas. and uh, buy a couple hundred gallons. <laughs> Just don't do what that lady did. I think in Florida, where she filled up grocery sacks. With with uh, <laughs> gasoline and put them in her trunk, they were like leaking everywhere, obviously, and like, like, it's a like, viral video. So thanks, really? Thomas. Like grocery bags, like, like plastic like grocery bags? sacks. Like no plastic grocery sacks. Yep. Did like, she at least double bag? No, she single bag gas. It was the craziest video I've seen in my life. Probably it, it didn't work, right? <sighs> it wasn't. Which as she lifted the bags off the ground to put it in her as trunk, plastic as gas. It was leaking. Ga- no, as plastic as gas is going to eat right through the plastic. I don't know what she was doing. It was at least six bags that she filled up and put in her trunk. It was unbelievable. All right, thank you, Thomas. Thomas right now is the winner, but the show's not over. So Thomas is calling all of his friends and family saying, don't call in to Utah Car Sense. I want to win some movie passes. But you can ruin Thomas's day by calling in and entering above him. 855-340-ZONE. Were you able to find the uh, gas price? the actual details. It's, that's, there's gas. Weird. All these articles are like, oh, yeah, there's new gas tax. And it's like, <laughs> how about how much? Yeah, that's not They They like to not tell you how much things are going to be, Jeff. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Our good friend Uri is back on the show. Good morning. Hey, Austin. How are you doing, man? Good. Good to hear from you. How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, got an engine question. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, direct-injected uh, engine, uh, which are becoming more popular. And um, uh, I, I wonder, how do you keep the back of the intake valves clean? Because you don't have the gas spray in the back of the intake valves anymore with this engine's uh, it goes directly into the cylinder. So, uh, how do you keep those clean and, and keeping them from uh, from getting gummed up? 
so I actually I do know of someone who uses I want to I think he uses brake cleaner. They have valve cleaner. They have intake valve okay. cleaner too. Okay. Uh, so there, there are. It's it's like a can, like a, like a brake cleaner can. You spray it and yeah, I know, clean B, them I know off BG has a product for it. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. A specific Who does? Uh, direct BG injection. has a direct injection cleaner product. Okay, and that's not something you put in the gas tank, right? Because you know, then then no. doesn't do you any good. That goes into the the air intake, right? So you 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 spray it, yeah. That's if if you go into any uh, any of your auto parts stores and ask for that product, they'll they'll be certain uh, to show you how to do it as well. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a huge process. Yep. Okay. Does that help awesome. you? Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, Uri. Thank yeah. you so much. Merry Christmas. Eight five five three four zero zone eight five five three four zero zone. But the bottom line with this gas price uh, increase, Jeff, is it's going to hit you at the pump a yes. little more than it was before. Uh, we don't really need to get into it's. It's such an interesting debate because I thought I felt one way, then I started feeling the other way, then I went back the other way on it. I, it's I don't know, I don't know. I, I hope okay. Here's your that deal. It, I that it actually helps the poor, but I don't know that it's really going I, to. Just to put it out there, I I would argue no. Okay. I mean, I think the fact that when you've got a surplus like this, and the upper middle class are doing pretty well in this upper middle class, go upper middle class, and the upper class are doing really well in this economy in this state right now, to give them a million dollar tax break while not putting that money towards education and giving an added food tax, I don't like it. But, yeah. Because that we're going so basically the way it works is the income tax rate for everybody will go down from four point nine five percent to four point six percent. 4.66%. So everyone gets a 0.3% income tax break. And the per child exemption goes from $565 to $2,500. So for all those big families, that's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they're also creating an earned income tax credit for low income residents. There's no details on that, though. Um, sales tax on grocery sales is the big one. So instead of the lower sales tax and grocery tax, which has always been just 1.75% of the tax bill. It's up to 4.85, so it just brings it up to the standard sales tax rate. Yeah, which is a huge jump in and one that is, swing that's of what's the just going to hurt yeah. low-income people the most, because yes. that's a lot of money. 3% yeah. is a lot of money. And you know, they, on $100, basically, on a $100 grocery bill, it's going to cost you 3 bucks. And they're already scrounging to yeah. meet those grocery I mean, that's bills. That's another thing of milk, <sighs> right? So the idea is, and then what they're going to do is everybody's going to get $125 a person for the first four people in the family and $50 per person of money back. In a check. In a check to make up for that gas tax, for that grocery tax, which is just a really weird Just way one to... time, though, right? I just one check. A one-time check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next year, no dice. You just pay more. Yeah. You're one year of help. Well, I think the checks are coming next year, aren't they? And then in 2021, you won't. Get the check. Yeah, and then it repeals a lot of sales tax exemptions. So a lot of people had uh, exemptions on it. So ski lift electricity, locomotive fuel tax, college athletics emissions. So it used to be a football tickets like University of Utah BYU football that you used to not pay sales tax on it. Now you have to pay sales. You got to pay sales tax on those mm. tickets. Textbooks for students. That's terrible. Newspaper subscriptions, car washes, motor fuel. So I think is what about veterinarians? Did they get out of that? Because that was and and like barber shops and 
personal trainers, those were at one point being discussed. Yep, so now the service-based businesses will not be taxed. So pet boarding, grooming, daycare, transportation services, so scenic tours, apps like Uber and Lyft, car towing, parking lots and garages, dating services, streaming media, shipping and handling, that's all going to be taxed now. Shipping and handling will now have a tax on? You'll pay tax on shipping now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then the tax on car rentals go from 2.5% to 4%. Okay. And then in 2000, this is a weird one that they added into this bill, but it's probably good because I guess HOV lane's starting to get full. But the the new minimum passenger requirement for the HOV lane will be three people. No longer just you and another person. No longer you and another person. You have to have three people in the car. Here's the crazy part, though, right? Does a dog count? I've always wondered this, right? So the way that they try and bust someone is the cop looks through the front of the car and sees that there's two people there. Is a police officer really going to be able to notice if someone's in the back seat of the car? Well, if they pull you over and there's three people in there, I guess they just say, well, sorry, have a good day. Right? Totally. But at no point are they ever going to pull over someone who has two people in the front seat. Why not? Because they're going to assume they're not going to want to deal with the cop. They basically think by just putting the law out there, it's going to scare enough people not to do it. Because there's no officer on the planet that's going to be able to see if there's three people in the car. No, but that won't deter them from checking. So you think they're just going to start pulling over everyone who has two people in the car in the HOV lane? Yeah. Right? Yes, I do. That's the problem. I do. (laughs) I just don't think it's enforceable. It is to the person they pull over. It's like the idling law. Like we have an idling law in Salt Lake. Idling law, yeah. I, don't know, I think we, were, we talked about this a year ago. That I think no one has ever gotten a ticket. There's been like 10 warnings issued. Well, you get 10 warnings. And there's 15 exemptions. <laughs> that anything you can come up with. I have a, One of the exemptions is I have a cold. So you can idle your car because you have a cold. Stop it. That's not a law. That's a fake. That's fake. It's a fake law. That's what Seriously. this is too. That's right. So. They're going to scare people and they're not driving to that lane with two people. Yeah. It's like the when there's two cars going 80 down the freeway, one of them gets pulled over, the other one doesn't, Jeff. And the question, but then you think at the same time they should be increasing the number of plug-in hybrids and electric cars that can use those HEV lanes. Yeah. Because I, I submitted an application to get an HOV pass yeah. for my plug-in because it qualifies. They said you are number 1,854 on the waiting list. <laughs> Expect your pass in like two to three years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not going to have this car in two to three years. <laughs> like, oh, really? Three-year wait? Uh, so it's news. I think that – I hope it all comes out in the wash. I hope it all comes out like even, but it sounds like – for the lower-income uh, families in our state, it's going to be quite ki- the hit. What kills me is that we are so bad at education funding, and this we had such a huge surplus. Why not just say, we're going to take half that surplus and put it towards education? Well, what's Why not? Why do we have to give it all back? Because guess what? We're in a really great economy right now. We may not be in a couple of years. What happens years. in a couple of years when mm-hmm. the economy goes down and all of a sudden it's like, oh, hmm. Hmm. interesting. And uh, the rainy day fund is way too... But if you give tax money back to people, they reinvest in people and employees. That's the belief. It's trickle-down economics. <laughs> okay. It really works. You're trumped up trickle-down economics there, right. Hillary. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right. Let's, go to, let's take a break. We'll come back with hour two, 855-340-ZONE. What gifts are you getting and giving this holiday season? 855-340-ZONE. I've got a list of car technology gifts that can turn your dumb car as smart as a, quote, Tesla. Tell you about it next here on Utah Car Sense.